to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. It's been a minute, but, you know, we got to get back into it. Jalen, what's going on, man? How you been? Living life as a black man. Um... <laughs> Living life as a black man, really? You got another choice? I'm glad to be back, dog. <clears throat> yep. That Buster Mark, he ain't make it this episode. So, you know, we got to let him have it for not uh, joining up. He was talking mad gas, too. He was going like, he was talking like mad gas. And I got mm-hmm. something for him later on. So, right. be ready. Yep. We got it. We got to get him. And we have a special guest today. Um, Before we jump into episode so how about we introduce it? before we get into the show our special guest uh was one of our one of my favorite followers on twitter um i've had the pleasure of going to war with him in cowboys and eagles beef from time to time but he's certainly more than just another cowboys fan he's been contributing his fantasy football analysis over at the leaguewinners.com he's he's got his own youtube channel called stonehall studios where he breaks down football films in great detail. I mean, this dude, he did a video for, uh, I think he did a video for Dak Prescott that you got to check out. He he nerfs every myth about Dak Prescott coming in to, before he got signed to his new deal. He's even gotten in on the Across the Cowboys podcast as one of the newest members to the show. He is none other than Mr. L.P. Cruz. Welcome to the show, my man. How you guys doing? What's going on? Welcome, welcome, my G. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. You're Glad sticking around for the whole show today, too, right? Absolutely, man. Got nothing but time. Excellent, excellent. Now, we're going to get into this episode. Um, Let me do the, the, the general stuff before we really get Follow into it. Follow Will at hype underscore <laughs> finest. Really? <laughs> follow me at ace underscore ECA4. Do you not are. follow Mark because he's never on time at McNucks. <laughs> <laughs> on Answer. whatever the show is opening oh, topic <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> and since we have our special guest here LP you want to drop your uh, Twitter handle let everybody know where to follow you sure you guys can find me at SDQ flight crew that's on Twitter make sure you follow that man good stuff good content and he's a good he's a good conversation too very detailed um, and Thank you, man. Thank you. If you're a Cowboys fan, you definitely need him in your corner because he be killing Eagles. It's, it's sometimes cool. he keeps me level headed too. I will say, <laughs> hey man, Yo. it's all good, bro. Hey, hey I'm <laughs> running wild. Check me too, man. Please check me if I'm running wild. <laughs> I've seen threads where it's like, you know, you, you know, you see somebody say something, and you want to jump in, and then you go and read the comments. You're like, oh, well, they already handled it. Like, I guess I'm good here. <laughs> Oh, well, make sure you follow the show at Fantasy's Finest on Twitter. You can follow us on all of our social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we actually started a Reddit, too. I'm getting that worked on as we speak. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast at Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so many more. Hit that subscribe button and hit the share button. Now, before we get into the podcast, I do have an opening topic that I wanted to discuss with you guys. Kendrick Perkins said something on the latest episode of ESPN's Get Up, where he said that 
winning a championship in the NBA is a lot harder than winning an NFL championship. LP, since you are a guest, I'll let you go first. How do you feel about that? Because I kind of feel like Perkins is a little biased because he's a basketball player. See, I never thought about that. Um, did anyone actually see the segment? I didn't see it. I, did, I caught actually. the. I, I caught okay. the clip that they had. They pieced okay. on Twitter. He said it on I, Get Up, and then I think he said it again on First Take. He doubled down on it. But I haven't seen it. Can I ask you this question, then, if you can tell me? In the segment, was LeBron James anywhere near that segment in his name at all? Uh, I he had a picture. I don't yeah, think he had so. He a picture. Okay, I it wasn't think, about I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I, just, I don't remember him saying anything. Okay, LeBron. okay. I thought he was just using that to, to prop, you know, LeBron with this whole Brady goat thing or whatever. Cause I didn't see it. But if he said that, just like that, just out out the rip, it's cap, man. It, there's too many variables in that to believe that that's the case. And y'all y'all know this. Y'all, y'all watch football. Y'all know it's single elimination. There's no seven-game series. There's no bad night in the playoffs in the NFL. It's you take the L, you go home. That's it. Mm-hmm. So that's just my thoughts on it. Agreed. I was going on I'm surprised, dog. Because, see, LP, I thought on Twitter you was disagreeing with me when I said that it was harder to – Win the NFL or win the Super Bowl than it is a championship. Oh no, no, no! I think you know what I did because I really wanted it to make it a thought-provoking topic. I, I you might have misread me. This is cool. Twitter, you know, happens. I must say, yeah, I must say, you, you know, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. What I did I was mean, though, I knew he was having you on the show, <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna get him on the show. Oh, you start come for me? Oh, oh, oh. you start oh, coming for me later? Oh, listen, listen, listen. No, it's not like that. But no, I agree with you though. I mean, winning the Super Bowl is ten times harder, and I'm a, and I'm not, and that's not to diminish NBA players at all. I mean, but I mean, with football, it's just so many different aspects of the game. You have to rely on your defense. You have to rely on your field goal kicker not missing kicks. You have to rely on your punter. You got to rely on your coaching. There's so much that goes into that. I don't see how, like with the NBA, usually the best teams make the finals. I mean, we had the Warriors versus the Cavs for like four years straight. Why? Because they were the best two teams in each conference. Now, last year we had my Heat play against the Lakers, but my Heat were really like an anomaly. Like, that was just, I don't want to say luck, but I mean, we had a year. Yeah, I got the bubble effect. Right, uh, that's it. But usually the best teams from each conference go. Now, in the NFL, I'll go back to two years where the Patriots played against the Titans. And the Patriots lost in the wild card round. That's the type of stuff that happens. Like a lot of stuff happens where the best teams usually or the better team could lose. It just takes one bad game and your your hopes are done. Every NFL playoff game is a game seven. So I just feel like the Super Bowl is harder to win than the NBA championship. And then like in the NBA, you can have a bad night. Guess what? We got, it's a seven game series. We I can come back next game and then light it up and not to cut you off will but you can have a bad night let's say me and you lp on the same team you can have a bad night but me and lp on and we still can win that game because we win yeah yeah i mean but you know what though the point is i think this maybe we got caught up uh ace because i said you can make a debate i mean if you frame the debate in a certain way then it's a different story so i put out a tweet i said later on i said look I'll give you two star players from two different time frames that had great numbers, but not enough help. I said, look, you take on one side, take Dan Marino on the right, y'all in Philly, take Allen Iverson. Which one of these guys do you give the less heat, no pun intended, Ace, for not winning a championship? 
right? Right, right, right. So it's like both of them, I, mean, I could say this dude never had help. I never had help. I mean, that's a thought-provoking kind of conversation on its surface. But once you break it down, like y'all did, no way, man. No way is it even equal. I'm sorry. NFL got that one. Right. Much harder than the NFL. And I was just thinking, like, and this is a side note. When the, when you go into an NBA game, you turn a ball over. You get it right back. You can turn the ball over. The team come down and miss a shot. In the NFL, if we in the red zone and my running back fumble, and you score off of that, <laughs> that could change the whole game, whether it happens in the first quarter or the fourth quarter. Like, that changes the whole game. So, I mean, I like Perk, but, I mean, he missed on this one. He missed on that one. He don't think so. He definitely doubled down on it. He, he did really double down, but like you said, maybe it's because he played in the NBA, so, you know. Yeah, because Ryan, I think Ryan Clark was uh, getting at him after he got a chance to respond, so that was in the, that was in the clip. I'm going to share that right. on uh, Twitter on our on our account um, to post it. I think I already did, actually. So go check that on Fantasy's Finest uh, Twitter account. You can get in on that debate. But let's keep moving. It's time for the news. News and notes from around the NFL. All right. First up, Julio Jones trade rumor. Rumors. I better get in the Bugs Bunny tongue tie. Trade rumors gaining more smoke. Now, to start off, before the NFL draft, there was already rumors about Julio Jones possibly being traded. But now, post draft, they're starting to they're not they're starting to gain more steam, so to speak. According to NBC Sports Peter King, he believes that there's a 50-50 chance that Julio Jones is traded before training camp. Um, I looked up their cap situation. Atlanta is ranked 30th in cap space. They have just over $2 million in cap, which is why teams are calling for Julio Jones. Is it possible that we see Julio Jones being traded? I think anything is possible. I, th- I think it's for me, it's never say never. Um, and with teams that are really aggressive, for example, and the first team I thought of was the Rams. I don't know why, because the Rams buy everything they can. Um, it's like you pair, and that's the one thing I noticed about the Rams, even in their success, they've never had that type of receiver. I mean, they've had Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup, but you take Stafford, that offensive system, plus you take Julio Jones and a team that's, you know, trying to sell right now. Yeah. I mean, I can see it happening now. I don't know what Atlanta's doing though, because you just drafted Kyle Pitts. Is that, do you not want to load up on talent? I, that's where I don't understand, but could I see it happening? Yeah, I definitely could. Based on salary cap, too. I agree with LP, actually. I mean, I don't. Like you said, your point with Kyle Pitts is perfect. I mean, thought we were loading up on talent. And then I don't really understand trading Julio after the draft. I mean, I could see beforehand. Remember on another or like a past episode where I told you I could see Matt Ryan and Julio being traded before the draft. But it's post-draft. I don't really see what this helps. I mean. Well, it does give the Atlanta Falcons some cap space. Julio Jones is set to make $23 million this year. Um, I think after – now, don't get me – I'm just shooting from the hip. I believe that if he's traded or he's marked as a June 1st uh, trade or cut, the cap hit is reduced. 
Right. I don't have the number in front of me, but it's more prudent for them to make a trade after the draft or before training camp uh, really gets in so they can start getting some space uh, for salary. But see, even with that logic, I mean, it still doesn't make sense. When you could have traded him before the draft and got an extra first round, and maybe that changes your draft strategy, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. instead of taking Kyle Pitts, you take a Jamar Chase, or you take, you know what I'm saying? You take somebody within it, you take an old lineman, or you take a QB. I, I just don't understand trading for him now. I mean, with the draft, usually when you're trading the player during the draft, usually you are, you're going to overspend. You know, you're overspend. They yeah. probably could have possibly to got fire. a second or maybe a first for Julio during the draft or before the draft rather than now. Like, now, I mean, I'll give you a third rounder for Julio. I'm not giving you a first. Right, right. So, Will, question, man. Did you check if – because I'm thinking if, if it's to save cap, quote-unquote, did you check about maybe like a restructure or it's like we got to trade him and we have no other choice for cap reasons? Like, that's, that's the part that I don't get. I didn't check that, but I can fact check that afterwards and post it on Twitter. Okay, okay. It's just, it's just, so it, it just seems weird, man. And I'm, I'm, Ace, I'm with you 100% on this, man. It just seems very strange. All of, right. the timing is weird to me. Yeah. And I, I think another thing you have to consider is he's getting older and he's coming back from another injury. He's had a, a few injury riddled seasons. So moving on from Julio and getting something for him and moving that contract might be the way that they kind of get out from Julio Jones and start to go in a different direction. Now, but they still got Matt Ryan, too. So you can't say that they're trying to rebuild when they still got the quarterback there. That's, I think he's about 37. So, But see, and, and that's my point. Let's, like, just take the draft, for instance, or if you trade him before the draft, you could have traded him anywhere, like the Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? You could have got a first-round pick for him from the Dolphins. You could have traded him to the Packers. To pair Julio with Devontae yes, Adams could have got a first know. for him, or or, or at least a second. You know what I'm saying? A, a second, late first, maybe. But I'm like LP said. I just don't get the like the timing is weird. Like why now? Like why not before the draft? And why not Matt? That that's that's right. the weird part. <laughs> They're half stepping to rebuild. Not but well, but Will, I had saying. told you that in the past podcast. I said I could see Matt Jones. I mean Matt Ryan being traded. Remember, I had said Washington was a good destination for him, but I didn't. I don't hey, understand man. sticking with Matt or Julio. They like do me a favor. They could keep these guys out of the NFC East. All right, we don't want them here. Well, our part we can't be biased. Will all right? Uh, fine. <laughs> we can't be biased. All right, all right. Come on, moving on. QB controversy brewing in New England. ESPN's Dan Arvlosky on the Get Up show said that Mac Jones should be the day one starter for the Patriots. Now, Cam I'm Newton, to see what LP says. Cam Newton is currently the QB one. Should okay. Mac Jones be over? Well, Ace, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to split this one. So I'm going to have to ride this fence because I thought about this question too. And here's the thing with Cam Newton. And let's be honest with Cam Newton. We had to tell the truth to Cam Newton. Cam Newton initially last year, and some of my Patriots fans' homies are going to kill me for this, but he was never a natural fit there. From what I was I was told by somebody that he's not the guy that McDaniels wanted to begin with. He wasn't a good fit there from Jump Street. And you look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton has never been an accurate passer. He's a big guy, strong guy, uh, but never throws to a high accuracy rate ever. And he needs guys that are bigger, right? So – like, he thrives with guys like Greg Olsen's, Devin Funchess's. There's another big receiver he had in Carolina. I also can't remember his name off the top of my head. But Killing that's the kind of receiver. 
You killed it. I said, you're killing it right now. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. You killed it. Keep going. <laughs> so, that's been, so that's been the guy he's always thrived with. When you go to, to New England, all these, these short guys with small catch radiuses, it doesn't fit for him. It's not what he wants. Now, that's why I say he shouldn't start from Jump Street. Here's the thing, though. What they did in free agency tells you a completely different story of who they really are buying into. Oh, you're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin it. I'm sorry, man, but what did, what did they do? They went out and got tight ends. They went to control the middle of the field with Cam Newton. And that's – so what they're doing is – and that's why I have, to, I have to ride the fence because they're playing it from both sides because I can see where you move off of Cam Newton to bring in the guy, the, the young boy, but I also understand what they're trying to do because, look, Bill's not going to try to lose. Bill doesn't want to lose. So if you bring in Mac Jones, who has what you believe is a, a low – you know, a low ceiling but high floor. Mac Jones can walk in there, be competitive, and at least give you a chance to win. And I think almost equal ground to Cam Newton, like where it's both the same thing. So to me, is it possible? Absolutely. But if Mac Jones comes in, he stinks it up in preseason, it's not happening. So it's it's a it's at least a it's a competition at the very minimum. But I do think Cam can lose it. I do think Cam can lose that job though. Hmm. That would be a hurt piece if Cam lost a job to Mac Jones. And I'm not saying Mac Jones isn't talented. It's just this could be Cam's last stop. Because if you look around the NFL, a lot of spots are solidified with quarterbacks. You know, whether they've been taken from the draft or they still have guys that are there. There's nowhere else for him to go. He would be a backup going forward if he continued to play in the he NFL He should have right been now. a backup after 2015. but. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, all right, like, to piggyback off of LP's first point, Cam has never been accurate. Like, ever. Like, his most accurate season, he completed 67.9% of his pass. Everything else after that is low 60s to, like, low 50s as far as completion percentage. Um, After the season, Mac Jones is out, and I know it's college, but if he can – if he could bring that over to the NFL, even like half of that, then you know Belichick likes accurate quarterbacks. You know Brady, uh, when Jeremy Garoppolo stepped in when Brady was hurt, you know he did pretty well. I'm just like LP said, Cam doesn't fit that scheme. And with the NFL nowadays, quarterbacks are throwing more. You're not you're not going to the Super Bowl with a run first team. Your quarterback is going to have to make those throws and can't can't do it. So if I was Belichick, Mac Jones would be starting week one. Can I ask you a question though? Like I'm sorry, cause y'all brought this in my head. I got to ask yeah. the question. Only because two two questions here, right? Two questions. If Cam loses the job, right? If Cam does not win that job, does Cam stay on the roster? And if he's cut. Where does he go? I know where he goes. I just want to know if y'all y'all gonna say it first. I'll go ahead, Will. fellas. I'll, I'll answer after Will. Go ahead, Will. Um, if he loses, if he loses the job, he's he's gonna be the backup because apparently Mac Jones is better than him in training camp. If he's cut, um, I can't. I don't have a landing spot for him. Not off the top of my head. I would have to think about it. Like I, I know that's not a great answer, but right off the top of the head, I can't see like who would need him 
the I football mean, team. Maybe. I mean, with Ron Rivera, I wouldn't start Cam Newton over Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's not a that's not a plus. I mean, it's, I mean, it's two backups, but I mean, maybe maybe mm-hmm, Miami yeah. behind Tua. But the, and and that's what that's what my correct point state was. wrong team though correct state wrong team. I was thinking Jacksonville. Really, Jacksonville. behind Trevor. It's just, it's the connection, man, with the Urban Meyer from Florida. Florida Even though it's, it's short lived, that's the connection. And also, if you're gonna run that kind of spread system. And just, I mean, like I said, he's just a placeholder. He's a, he's a backup. That's all he is. I think, like and, y'all and said, that's what I'm saying. you know, that's what he is. Cam is just, like, judging Cam, judging him as a starter is just, I mean, he was out of, I think, the season out of, like, he was ranked, like, 30 of out of, the, like, 33 quarterbacks or 32 quarterbacks. And we're judging Cam based off a of start, but Cam would be a really good backup, a really good backup. But he is not a starter in the NFL no more. Like I would take Cam behind Dak. I would not. I, I would not. I, I wouldn't. The, I do not want Cam <laughs> come behind. No, no, no. And oh, it, it, it's because of what Ace just said. Ace just told you this. This league now is nothing about passing. It's passing, passing, passing. Right. When you ha- and and Will, we had a backup quarterback that couldn't pass. I don't mean Dalton, and he played in your backyard. The Nucci can't throw. <laughs> Okay, like our system is predicated on passing. We pass now, so <laughs> Cam right, is yeah, not Cam a fit, yo. He's not. He's not. That, that would be a Jerry Jones name, Greg, right there. Uh, well, right, let's stay. Know. Let's stay in New England. Sony Michelle, could he be on the outs? ESPN's Mike Reese reports that the new running back Ramondre Stevenson. I'm gonna stop you right there, Will. Okay, <laughs> you're not. You're not familiar with this. But Go Mark, ahead, man. He's not. He's not here. But with a topic like this, to pay homage to Mark, he would say, "Who cares? Who cares?" <laughs> so we'll just move on to the next. Nobody care about Sony Michelle. <sighs> no, I guarantee you, he is not drafted in over twelve million leagues around the world. Nobody cares about Sony Michelle. Just, just move it's, on. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, much hey, yo, about I'm sorry, I never drafted him either, yo. I, he's right. I, no, I wouldn't, I'll I wouldn't touch him. Keep either. going. They, all right, let me just say this. <laughs> let me just say this and we'll move on. Damian Harris is the name that's being talked about in the league. He's, he took over the starting spot last year from Sonny Michelle. That's the name I really wanted to highlight because he could be – there's no bell cow back in New England. There's never, there never has been, but you're still looking in fantasy. You're still looking for a guy who can give you something more, even in a committee. Because once you get past the first three rounds, hmm? hey, come on, we're gonna give you two points. Who else is there? Just, I mean, tell me, like, like who? <laughs> legit, like, who else is there? I mean, oh, you still I, have, I, you still have Damian Harris. You still have uh, James White there. There's a guy then, right there. James yep. White. I'm sorry. When I play fantasy football and I look at New England, mm-hmm. the only guy I ever look at is James White, and that's because yeah. of PPR. Otherwise, I don't yeah. care. So, exactly. I mean, okay, so, you say da- like Damian Harris, Sonny Michelle, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. <laughs> don't matter. Like to me. I said, who cares, Will? <laughs> All right, fine. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> All right, and then we'll wrap it up with this one because this has been a big, big story. Aaron Rodgers, he wants out. Of Green Bay, they he's done everything. Or I, I'll stick to the notes. 
basically he's told free agents, uh, he told Packers free agents in the beginning of this 2020 season that he was not coming back in 2021. This report came from NFL Network's Mike Garofolo. He told them that he wasn't coming back. And then before I came on, before we came on for the show, there was a report that he turned down. He was offered by the Green Bay Packers the highest to be the highest paid quarterback, and he turned it down. He does not want to be in Green Bay anymore. If Rodgers leaves, what kind of impact do you think will happen to the skilled players for the Packers? Well, that's, I mean, they lose their value, don't they? I mean, you would, you would think that, right? So, I mean, I've not watched Jordan Love play. So I've not watched him at Nevada. I've not watched him play any time at all because there, there wasn't a preseason last year. So I can't walk into, like, it, it reduces or minimizes the, the fantasy value of whoever you intend to pick up. The only guy I think that stays maybe with a steady stock and not a higher stock might be the tight end Robert Tanyan. But other than that, I mean, Devontae Adams, I mean, I'm sure he's a productive player and he'll do fine, but to the level of proficiency, I'm not seeing it without Aaron Rodgers. That's that's the hard part. Yeah, I agree. Um, the one year, I think it was back in 2020, excuse me, 2017, um, he had 885 yards and 14 touchdowns, or no, 10 touchdowns, but he was the wide receiver 14. Now, this was on his come up, but it shows you, it kind of gives you a doorway into what his production could be without um, Aaron Rodgers. But that's just that's just a premise because, like you said, LP, we don't know what Jordan Love looks like. Right, exactly. And for the cost to get um, Devontae Adams, he's probably the consensus wide receiver one this year. You're going to have to use a late first or early second to get him. You're not going to spend that kind of capital on a guy who who doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. That just doesn't make sense in any format. So, right. right. Could you imagine? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I made a mistake. Uh, this is Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah, right? The one that yeah. in the first round last year? Oh, man. Okay. I did watch that, him play that in college. That started all of this. Yeah. It, that wasn't pretty. That actually was not pretty watching him play <laughs> in college. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt you, man. We, this is recorded. Good? Yeah, no, this is recorded. I don't want to get. I don't. I don't want to get a. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I didn't want to flex too hard. Yeah, he was not good at, from what I saw. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Can you imagine? Could you imagine being a guy who signed? You know, after free agency, yo, I'm coming back to the Packers. Yo, man, Aaron Rodgers said this he, is all he just bluff, though. I mean, I don't know, dog. If if you have the front office come to you and say, "Hey, man, look." We try to patch, you know, we try to mend bridges and all that good stuff. We're going to make you the highest paid quarterback in the league. Because one of the rumors was he was mad he didn't get a new deal. He wanted to get a new deal. He has uh, two years left on his current deal, but he's like the fourth or fifth fifth highest paid. somewhere. He's in the top five, but he's not, you know, in the top three. And he wants a new deal. And that was one of the rumors that was like, you know, Rodgers wants a new deal or else he's not coming back. But if it's not about the money, true, though. Apparently, apparently, it's not. He's got beef with the GM. But if it's if it if it was about the money, it definitely isn't now. Because you don't turn down being the highest paid quarterback in the league, especially after what Patrick Mahomes just got. So, like, Rodgers doesn't. If if all these stories stick, and it's just baffling. Like, could you imagine seeing Aaron Rodgers in another jersey? 
He's been in Green Bay forever. But that's why I say he's bluffing. He's not going to be in another jersey. I would be thoroughly shocked if Aaron Rodgers is in another jersey. This is just Aaron Rodgers being a diva that he already is and thinking that he's Tom Brady and he's supposed to get the Tom Brady treatment when you're not as accomplished or you're not, I don't want to say as good as Tom Brady because he is, but I mean, but when you, in the playoffs, you know, you, he hasn't been able to close deals. We hear a lot about how other quarterbacks around the league shrink in big moments, but Aaron Rodgers just somehow slips out of everybody's radar because in the regular season, he's godly, but then when he gets to the playoffs, he lays eggs like he just did against the Tom Brady. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Tom so, Brady. The, if I mean, just think about. I mean, sometimes in, I I wish that people would think from the owner side. Aaron Rodgers is like one in four in championship games, and the only time he won in the NFC Championship game is when he went to the Super Bowl ten ten eleven years ago. So it was and like, and he did it based on his defense. Exactly. So it's like Tom, and let's be a hundred. Tom Brady has had some good defense in this in this time as far as in New England. And then you can even go to Tampa Bay. But when when it comes when it comes to be crunch time, Tom Brady closes those deals most of the time, which is why he's seven and three in Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers is not that type of guy. So Aaron Rodgers wants this credit or in this ex I don't know, this Tom Brady treatment, but you're not Tom Brady. <laughs> you're not. And he's going to be in a Packers uniform. You can go ahead and draft Devontae Adams. Everything's going to be fine. Aaron Rodgers is going to fit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just to jump back with Ace, because what Ace said, I agree a lot. See, Ace, this is why I don't get why we, we'll disagree on Twitter, but but we come on the phone, it's a different story, man. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't disagree on Twitter. We're usually on the same page. Okay, okay. All right, just, you know what I'm saying? But I'll be catching you. Come on, dog. I'll be catching where you be coming from. I don't be taking the All right. like that. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> But now, really, what you were saying, though, like, I vibe with that 100% because, and this, and the, everything you said, I kind of just closed my eyes and I put a Deshaun Watson mask over it because it's the exact same thing. I had to keep it consistent because oh, you say, look at it from oh, the owner perspective, right? right? You hit it right on the nail. Because like I'm, I had to keep it consistent. Because when when this guy was asking for a trade, I said no. He's he's kind of pouting it here. He's being a little quote unquote petulant about it. Because look, you signed the contract. You knew what the deal was. You knew what right. the franchise is. Don't use any excuse of, oh, I was told something different and they broke their promises. Look, I, I understand that that with the NFL and the NBA, the athletes want to be almost like lock and step and be the same kind of guy. In your sport, and this is, and I'm glad y'all brought the thing with Kendrick Perkins and the and the parallel with the NFL. The sports are different. We mm-hmm. have to accept that, right? And the control in the one sport, meaning the control, is in the power of the players in the NBA. The NFL is in the power of the owners. That's just how it's going to be. No matter how you want to right. politicize it, no matter how you want to pick it, protest, make it about really, like I said, politicize it. It's going to be about the ownership having the power. Okay, so if you sign the deal, you want to get out. Look, you signed the contract. We have the power here. It's either you sit on this contract or you retire. I'm not going to make you happy by trading you. I'm not going to take a cap hit. And Green Bay already is not that they're under the cap. I don't believe that they are, but they've always been really pressed to spend wildly anyway. So we're not going to flex our own financials for you. We're not going to do that. And that's that's just the way it is, man. So if I'm going to shade, not, not shade, but if I'm going to keep it a buck when it comes to Deshaun Watson, 
I don't care, like Ace is saying, I don't care how great you think Aaron Rodgers is. I don't care how many commercials he does with Patrick Mahomes. I don't care how many stats he got, QBR. I don't care. Look, man, I don't care. Like, you right. signed the deal, you pouting, and this is what's going on over here. Right. Nah, we're not letting you out. And, and, and just on that alone, if I just even go back to the past two NFC Championship games where he got ran out of the building by Mostert. And I know it's not him. He's not, he doesn't play defense, but you do get the ball, too. I mean, that's all I hear when the Dak Prescott. You do get the ball, too. And Jimmy G beat you by throwing six or eight passes. Then against the Buccaneers, you had a clear run to the end zone, and you decided to throw it to Devontae Adams in double coverage. So it's like, mm-hmm. what? I'm not mad at the pack. And Aaron Rodgers is pouting, like LP said, because they drafted Jordan Love. But, bro, you're not showing up when the games matter. All that regular season stuff is cool, and it reminds me of James Harden. And like LP said, the NBA and the NFL is different. But James Harden destroys teams in the regular season. But in the playoffs, he come up small. That's exactly Aaron Rodgers every every time, every year. And it kind of seems like he needs everything perfect to win, if you ask me. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I see what you did there. <laughs> whatever. Well, yo, he's he's, he'll, be a, he'll, he'll be a Packer at the end of the so, Ace, can, can I ask you this question then, man? Can I ask you this question? Because like, mm-hmm. cause I know you're, you're vibing to – and look, we're all Cowboys fans here because, you know, Mark's not here. Um, but – <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but given the fact, right, that we kind of – we use the same lens that people hold back to or at least the same microscope we hold back to, to – you're saying, why doesn't every quarterback get look like this? Man, I, and I said this before, and I really do believe this, man. I think when it comes to quarterbacks and how they're looked at by the national media, which is ESPN and the networks, which blast that to everybody else, is, man, these guys have, like I, I, I said it before, it's like story arcs, man. They have a certain way with the fresh face gets all the love and all the praise. Yep. And the guy, yep. if he don't break to the next level, you know, we start to talk about him. like he's, he, We start doubting him, and he doesn't make yep. it, he's trash. And we saw it with Dak Prescott. We saw it with Tony Romo. And Pat Mahomes is lucky enough that he won his ring early because if he played like that, the Super Bowl before winning the ring, but the year before that, like they would crush him. I mean, look at look at Lamar right. Jackson. They're killing right. Lamar Jackson, but and you, he has an MVP. Exactly, and you know, and and I'm glad you brought Lamar Jackson up because I've been down, I've been down on Lamar Jackson this entire time, and since he's since he's been drafted, it's not that I think he's a bad player or whatever like that, but. I all I've heard since Dak's been in the league, or let's say his first like two or three years, when he was throwing for two sixty a game or two forty five, but we were winning games. Uh, he's a bus driver, you know. Uh, he don't got three hundred yards and three touchdowns. He got two hundred yards and a touchdown, but no turn. All I heard was how Dak needs these stats in order to become a top five, top ten quarterback. So then he gets the stats, and then it's. He's stat pad. <laughs> so, uh, so now from here on out, and I told Will this, I'm holding every quarterback to the same Dak Prescott standard. I don't care how great Aaron Rodgers is. When you need Aaron Rodgers to win big games, he folds. That's point blank. I got facts to back that up. When you need to show him watching to win big games, he folds. That's fact. I got stats to bring it up. We need Lamar. I mean, all you Jackson. gotta do is point the last season on that. that, that that's it. That's it. So, so 
what and and the stuff I hear about and and like I said, uh, it's lovely to have all cowboy fans on. I'm sorry, Mark, but <laughs> I hear that Dak needs everything perfect to be perfect in order to win. But yet, when Tom Brady defense doesn't show up, he loses it to Nick Foles. Where Aaron Rodgers defense doesn't show up, he get ran out of the building by Mostert. When Lamar Jackson can't uh, use his legs, then he loses to Buffalo 17-3. With Deshaun Watson, no guy, everything perfect around him, he 4-12. So, I'm confused. I thought all these quarterbacks were better than Dak. No, it's not. I, thought, I mean, and I it's probably funny. Elite quarterbacks make – I thought you could win with elite quarterbacks despite everything going bad around you. That's what I thought. That's what everybody else says. Like, and guys, you know what? I'm glad y'all brought me on here too because just this is, you know, self-plug. You know, you know, little plug here. Will and I are on the, the leaguewinners.com as well. And I remember, I remember having to do this because I remember I, I pulled Twitter. I went out to Twitter. I said, look. Tell me every reason you got to not pay Dak Prescott. Give me every legit reason you got to not pay Dak Prescott. And I jotted them all down. I kept a tally sheet. You, you can't pay him because he wants too much money, because you can just draft the quarterback, save the cap space. He's not elite. That last one, I said, okay, fine. I took every old, that's my favorite quarterback that y'all talk about incessantly. That's Rodgers, Mahomes. Uh, shoot, who else was in that, that category, man? Um, I think I'm sorry, Rodgers, Mahomes, and Probably Wilson, Deshaun and Deshaun Watson. I took all their cumulative numbers from the last from 2016 forward, all their numbers. You look at every statistical category: QBR, touchdown percentage, yards per attempt. Man, I even created a stat to show how many times, like, what's their comeback win percentage out of the games that you've played? How many wins came off a comeback win? How many? You run the numbers. Dak is there. D- Dak is, yo, Dak is right there, top five, and it's a Every lot. Time. I mean, yo, if you run Every the numbers time. in the last five years, he's up there with every guy you think is better than him. And why does no one every think person. this? Be- because somebody told you that he wasn't up there. And that's what it is, man. <laughs> oh what it is. LP. <laughs> and, and, and that was crazy. I'm sorry, Will. I, was saying, I know it was like me and LP going back this and is- forth. LP, you're witnessing one of uh, Ace's rants. No, I'm going to say, literally. <laughs> oh. Uh, but see, and but this is the thing that drives me wild about undisputed and first take and stuff like that. People who use that stuff, and and this Religious is why thing. media is so strong nowadays because you hear Shannon Sharp or you hear these dudes say this stuff, and then people just run with it. But then when you come with actual facts and statistics and uh, they, they, like like LP said, they don't have anything to counter that. And my thing is the one thing that kills me, and I and it's going to make me hate Deshaun. But I love Deshaun even since he was in Clemson. And all I've heard is uh like when Dak let's say last year when Dak went eight and eight, but he put up godly numbers. Like Dak was on pace, like godly numbers. And then this year he started on pace, you know, to break to even break those numbers that he did in nineteen. All I've heard was that if he was elite. He would make his team better, including the defense. How a quarterback would do that to the defense, I have no idea, but including the defense. But then Deshaun goes 4-12, and 12, then the story changes. Oh, he's still a top-five quarterback. How? Y'all just told me a top-five quarterback can't go 8-8. Eight and eight. Well, that's four more wins that Dak got over Deshaun because he was 4-12. and 12. See, when you start to use logic, everything goes out the window. 
But it, 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 <laughs> right, it's exactly. it. like it's, it's just going to be, and we. Huh? And we He's making sense. Oh my god! It. We just have to live with it because we're Cowboys fans, and we just have to understand that no matter the quarterback or the player, Dak is going to be hated because he has a starting helmet. But if Jerry did not pay Dak and he went to another team, then all of a sudden, I guarantee you, Dak will be the most loved quarterback in the NFL of course. outside of Mahomes. Well, you know what? I will, I'll give you this, though. When it comes to these debate shows, I'll give you one glimmer of hope, though. These debate shows are so wild, man. Did they make people think that Cowboys fans are the caricatures that they are on TV? Oh, my like, God. You they make you think Cowboys exactly, fans don't know nothing. Exactly. 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 I, I have yet to see fans and make – I mean, with Cowboy Ninja, we get, you know, especially with the followers that Will has, you know, that you have, that I have. I have yet to see any of those fans say, we win in the Super Bowl. We don't say that type of stuff. That's just a narrative nah. that goes around, bro. That's the Cowboys fans right are just as disappointed in the Cowboys as the media is. We got the talent. But like you said, man, it's just, it's, it's wild. Well, go ahead, Will. I, we, we held that up long enough. I'm rant, sorry. Rant over? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right over. Is it right safe over. to come out now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm glad you got that off your chest. It's, it's been a while. We've probably had a do for one of those. But let's move along in the podcast. I let these guys talk long enough. Fantasy, winners, and losers, post-draft. Let's get into it. If I invited you to lunch, I think you're a winner. If I didn't, I don't. But I just met you all. Life is long. Opinions change. Winners, prove me right. Losers, prove me wrong. All right, so I have one. I have one. So I think my, my first winner is whoever is the Saints quarterback, whoever wins that job. Because, and feel me <laughs> on this one. right in. He was like, nah, I'm not wasting no more time. Nah, because, I, man, I've been waiting, like, yo, like double dutch. I've been waiting to hop into this one. Like, <laughs> no matter who wins that job, whether it's Taysom Hill, which, man, that's a gimmick in itself. But he's got the one-year deal, even though they tell you it's four years for $140 million. You know it's it's avoidable contract anyway. And you have Jameis making about the same amount of money on one-year 12 mil. The fact that nobody walked in and said, look, man, we should take a quarterback. The Saints stood pat. And, I see, I thought Mac Jones would have fit there perfectly because Mac Jones is good, oh. is good enough of a quarterback to go there with that system, those weapons, and run that show, and it'd be just fine. Man, that's a good Freaking point! Oh and man, like, Mac Jones with the Saints. Oh, that would have been amazing! Wow, that would have wow. been nice. But I like, like um, that would have fit perfect. I like Jameis there too. I do though. too. I do too. I do too. But it's just at this point, and, and like I told you before, man, I think quarterbacks do have their their time. They have their story arcs, and the, the whole redemption thing is not going to happen for James. I, I just don't see it ever happening, even though he's in the right place. When they had every opportunity to start Jameis Winston, they chose Taysom Hill. Every That's chance weird. said, yo, like, yo, Will, I know for a fact you ran out to your fantasy league and tried to get Jameis Winston on the spot. You ran to I him. did, and he was already gone. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hey, they move fast in here. You know, so, I mean, and some of y'all probably tried to take Taysom Hill that was listed as a tight end to play him at quarterback or whatever. But, I mean, everything tells me that these guys never wanted to give this guy Jameis a chance. And Taysom Hill, I don't see it as sustainable. So whoever wins that job, they're they're going to be lucky, and they're a winner because no one brought in any competition. They, they're a winner in that regard. As far as a loser, I would say it's going to be Anthony McFarlane because 
Anthony McFarlane was pretty much that that guy that runs a race unopposed, and then all of a sudden someone just comes in and just like decides to put a ballot in. That's pretty much what happened to uh, to Anthony McFarlane. So, I mean, taking Najee Harris was pretty much. I don't think Najee Harris is a special kind of player, but a first round investment really? on a running back. I, I don't think he's special, honestly. I, I really don't. I mean, he I've seen reminds me of Zeke a lot. I think he remi- he reminds me of Is that good or bad? That's good or bad? Good. Come on, man. I'm gonna say it's I adequate. think it's good. It's now, when I say I, he reminds me of Zeke, I'm talking about Zeke's rookie year. I don't feel that. <laughs> a lot. I'm about to say a lot has happened with. Zeke and the Cowboys, and I can't really. I mean, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I can't really blame Zeke's. I, I don't even like calling them down years, but the team just it's a down year play. for him. But I it's mean, an average almost year. getting one K with four different quarterbacks and that banged up online. That's that, I wouldn't call that a down year. Like I can't call it a down year. That's COVID. <laughs> the old the online has a lot to do with though. I mean, the online is running back man. As, well, running back is the most depended upon running with a line. Like if you're running back, yeah, you have a line. No, 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 no good running back has a bad line. So yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. You're right about that. I just when it comes to Najee Harris, man, I don't see like I don't see a perennial All Pro player or Pro Bowler. I don't see it. Like I personally don't see. I see a a good running back. I don't see an elite running back with him. And but I do think he's in a good situation. And I do think that a first round investment at running back in Pittsburgh for what for what you know for what it's worth. Definitely means he's gonna get the opportunities, which means for McFarlane, it's a tough bit for him. Right. Back so to the bench. Warning. To the bench, man. To, to the Gatorade. <laughs> All right, what's Easy. up? All right, what I'm gonna give you my winners. For, you want you want both, or you just want the winners? Yeah, give me your two. All right. So my first one, all this is fantasy, and I'm gonna get into how this ties in with fantasy. I'm gonna go Michael Parsons. I definitely thought that was a win. Um. In 2019, because he opted out in 2020, he was able to register 109 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, five sacks, five pass reflexes, four forced fumbles. Out of 101 players, he was ranked the 31st best player out of college. And I just think, and y'all know because y'all Cowboys fans, but the Cowboys defense, like the past two seasons, getting just ran over. I think Parsons can come in and make an immediate like impact. And I just love the fact that we could have took him, we could have uh, took him at ten, but we traded two spots back to get an extra third rounder, and took him two picks later. And I think he just has potential to lead this defense until like the top fifteen, and we'll come to the fantasy because you know usually you know you draft a defensive kicker. Um, but with the defense, I think the Cowboys would be a definitely grab for defense. I just think Michael Parsons just makes our defense. A thousand times better. I think the defense will now transition from Demarcus Lawrence leading the defense, which ain't really doing much, to Micah Parsons <laughs> leading the defense. The shade. No, no, and that's not a knock at Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, I just feel like I don't know. They just don't respond. Like Demarcus Lawrence responds on the field, but them dudes, they just don't. And you I know, got you. But I think. The, Go ahead. Uh, my second winner is Mac Jones, my man McCorkle. <laughs> That's his name. His, his name is what? His name is McCorkle. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it's McCorkle. McCorkle. It's McCorkle. Yeah, but um, wow. 
Uh, I got that name changed. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, bro, it's hilarious. Can you imagine going into a locker room? Yo, what's up, McCorkle? (laughs) (laughs) What's good, buddy? Yeah, McCorkle, bro. His name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. His name is Michael McCorkle Jones. I'm about to Google to see if you're not pulling my leg. Bro, nah, I'm he, not. He's legit, though. He, he's legit, though. Is it is. Michael McCorkle Jones. <laughs> Let me see. Um, oh, my God. Michael McCorkle. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this listen, boy. He's my second winner. Bill Belichick. Oh, that name he ain't. No, nah, listen. <laughs> McCorkle. Bill, Bill Belichick ain't had to trade up to grab him. And then, like we talked about earlier in the show with Cam, with the season he had with 2,600 yards, eight touchdowns, 10 picks. We're not even counting the fumbles. Like, a, like the quarterback was like a desperate need for the Patriots. So, with the signings, like LP said earlier, with big body dudes, with Janu, you know, uh, Hunter Henry, got Kenneth Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Like, you'll need a quarterback. Don't gas those wide receivers. I'm I'm not gassing them, but what I'm saying is you'll need a quarterback who can get them the ball accurately. Let's capitalize accurately and consistently. And if what he did in college could carry over to the pros, they'll be good. Like Mac Jones, as just talked about his college stats and completions, he was ranked number one. But with attempts, he was ranked 14th, which means he's he's completing what well, was with completions. He was ranked uh, number one with 77.4% of his completions. That's just unheard of. Yards, he was ranked number one. Pass yards attempt per attempt was ranked number one. Pass and TDs was ranked number two. And, and interceptions, he was fourth. So, as far as, like, being an accurate QB, Mac Jones is it. If, like I said, if they could carry over from college to the pros with a Patriots offense, they'll be good. So, i definitely count that as a dub. Wait, you said he has the highest yards per attempt? He had, yeah, he had the highest yards per attempt. Ooh. I think. Okay. All right. He was number he two with passing touchdowns with 41. Now, we are we talked about this earlier. If he learns that system in preseason, because yeah, they actually have a you know training camp and all that. And if what Devontae Smith said about Mac Jones was true, then he fits perfectly with Bill Belichick as far as like studying and how he's like, like super into film, he's you know what I mean. If that's what's true, then there's no you know it's definitely a win for Bill Belichick. Cam's gonna be looking over his shoulder in camp. I mean, he'll be looking over his shoulder uh, pretty soon. He on the in the airport. <coughs> Security, get this man out of here. <laughs> like fastest flight out of here. Who you got for your losers? I got Patrick Sertan. That's my first loser. Really? With the Broncos? Mm. First of all, first of all, first of all, F Mark and his (laughs) stinking ponies. And that's why I wish he was on here because the Broncos did not need Sertan. You should make that the Broncos being a loser. No, no, no. No, no. I'm putting Sertan because... All right, or, or, or you can put the Broncos. That's fine. But you passed on Justin Fields. Dumb. Passed on Mac Jones. Dumb. And you got Drew Locke at quarterback. Like, I just don't understand that. That's dumb. I just don't understand. That's like, dumb. y'all didn't need certain And nah, it's going to lead into another rant. But Ace, what? but Ace, they got Teddy Bridgewater. Bro, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> how, explain to me this. 
How did you get signed to an extension and get traded the same year? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. The Broncos signed Darby. Then the Broncos signed Darby, who is burnt toast. But they also signed Kareem Jackson and Kyle Fuller and re-signed Justin Simmons. And you telling me you need a Patrick Sertan? Yes, you do. I mean, him? Nah, be be real. You do. You do. You do. You Bro, know why? Because because those guys no, are bad. They could have. They could have. They could have went to go get Sherman. Y'all didn't need Sertans. Nah. Y'all didn't need him. Y'all nah. didn't need him. You, you, you know why? You know why? Because I, honestly, for them, I'm hating, and I, I know why you're saying it because you wanted them to look. We all yeah. wanted Sertan. Let's let's just keep it a buck. Yeah, we I'm all hating. did. I'm definitely hating. It's, it's okay. It's okay. But L- you know what L- though? It, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It it just didn't. When it happened, it didn't make. It still doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. sense. No, no, because look. you, because like don't make sense. said, like A said, you had one of the worst. He was on par with Carson Wentz, who had one of the worst seasons as a quarterback. Drew Lock. I'm speaking about Drew Lock. So instead of fixing your quarterback problems with all of the weapons that you have in Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton's coming back. Noah Fan. You got you went out and got Javante Williams in there during the draft. You got Melvin Gordon, and and, and, and that's my point. Will not to cut you off, but they could have drafted Justin Fields and Mac Jones, and maybe in the second round you grabbing Asante Samuel Jr. or a Kelvin Joseph. Exactly, you, you would have addressed that in the first round. You could you imagine? That. Could you imagine for fans just for from a fantasy standpoint? Could you imagine if Justin Justin Fields comes in, he's a starter. Like let's let's not beat, beat around the bush on this. He's mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. be. Yeah, you imagine. What Justin Fields could do with what the Broncos have at their disposal, but instead of going and getting the the need, and I know some people don't like to do that, instead of going and get the need and solidifying your franchise for the next maybe five to ten years, you exactly. hold you hold Pat with Drew Locke, and then you go get Patrick Sertain and screw everything up. Like, and Mark was all hype in the chat. So when you listen to this, Mark. <laughs> F you, F you Broncos. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, I'm sorry. Do you want to know my second loser is? Who's your, who's your second loser? Patrick Sertan. Because they needed a O-lot too. <laughs> after y'all drafted Sertan, four O-linemen got took right after that, including Slater. Y'all could have got Fields or y'all could have got Slater. Y'all did not need certain. So that's two times the L for you, Mark. And that's two times the L for your Broncos. And I promise you, I hope we play the freaking Broncos so Dak and Amari and CD and Gallup could throw, can gangbang certain. <laughs> oh, man. We a lot of editing on this, Judge. <laughs> Goodness. I'm All right, <laughs> I'm gonna give you. Oh man, so let you go last. That's hard to follow. <laughs> All right, so my 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 uh, winners. Um, one is my first one is Mike Davis, the running back in Atlanta. Um, he filled in for Christian McCaffrey pretty well last year. Um, he finished the running back twelve. He the Atlanta Falcons did not address the running back uh, room at all during the draft. So that's a plus for Mike Davis headed into the season. He's looking like he's going to be an RB1, but you're going to get him later on in the draft. He's got – there's nobody in the um, Falcons' backfield that's going to oppose him for carries unless they bring somebody else in off of the free agent pile. But I don't see any – like the only one that I really thought that could have came in that was a really 
maybe a prospect was Carrion Johnson, who got cut by, from the Lions and he got scooped uh, by the Eagles through waivers. So with that being said, Mike Davis is going to be, he could be your RB3 in fantasy this year. You're going to get him for cheap, maybe beyond the sixth round when people forget that there's a running back still on the, on the um, table. And you could scoop Mike Davis up. Now, I'm not going to say that you're going to get Mike Davis and he's going to put up, you know, Todd Gurley 2017 numbers. But to have a running back who's going to get the majority of the carries, who's a decent pass catcher in one of the best passing offenses in the league, that's a plus. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's something that you look forward to. That's something you look for in the draft during your fantasy draft later on in the draft because – like I said before, once you get past the first three rounds, you're looking at committees. And you're trying to figure out who's going to be the man to get the biggest share in a committee because all the bell cows are taken. So if you got Mike Davis, if you weren't thinking about Mike Davis now, you should definitely be looking at him uh, later on in the draft. My second That's winner. A good one, actually. It's a great one, well, actually. Thank well, thank you. Uh. Thank you very much. <laughs> My well, it wasn't winner. the same way for me, too, though, but I'll wait for you. <laughs> All right, my second one is Lamar Jackson. Now, oh, my God. Hear me yeah. out. Hear me out. They got Rashad Bateman Ooh. and Tylen Williams through the draft. Ooh. Lamar has been clamoring for a more for more passes because he stated, you know, last season that the uh, teams were calling out their plays. They were too, the offense were too predictable. Greg Roman has come out and said that he wants the offense to be more balanced which could be a good thing because this is what I've seen from Baltimore and I've, I've said it myself. I want to see Lamar Jackson continue to progress as a, as a passing quarterback. We know what he can do on the ground. I don't we think that'll ever happen. I think it has to because longevity in the NFL, especially the way the NFL is turning to a more pass heavy league, you have to be able to throw the ball. But see, Lamar's come up short. In both his playoff, he, I mean, he beat the Titans in, to get his first playoff win. But then, once you like you said earlier, Buffalo came in and they locked his running game down. What did he do against the Buffalo Bills through the air? 170, uh, 74 yards passing? He threw a pick at the end of the game that sealed it? Not really it. the end of the game. Well, I mean, it was basically over. I was say, once he did that, that was over. But yeah, see, was, and that's where I think that it won't progress. I mean, just think about it. Like when let's say I mean, you just you just as a as a human, you just tend to lean towards what you do best and with Lamar is running the ball. So when things get hard for him passing, he's just going to revert back to what he knows best. And with the Ravens, I just feel like they have success running the ball. So teams know your plays and you still running all over them. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. But once you get into the playoffs and it starts getting tight and you're playing better defenses, and like we mentioned before with the Kendra Perkins thing, you have one game to get it right. You can't be predictable yeah. in the playoffs because teams are coming. Teams, There's film on you now. NFL defenses are catching up, and they're starting to shut down that run that running attack that the Baltimore Ravens are known for. So how right. do you beat that? You become a better passer. Now he has weapons in Rashad, Rashad Bateman and Tyler Williams to go along with Marquise Brown and uh, Mark Andrews. You have a legitimate running attack. 
this is this is I'm not gonna say he has to do it in one season, but I need to see a bigger a bigger jump in passing than just the forty two percent um that they had passing the ball last time in twenty twenty. They were ranked thirty second uh per fantasy football today dot com. Thirty second um in passing attempts. Forty two percent. That's not I, good. But see, I don't think I mean, is it because of Lamar or is it because of the receivers? It's no, know. it's because it's, I think it's, it's both. both. It's both. It's both. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I can see why I think it's both because like, ahead, I put it this way, right? And look, I, I'm really good. I'm probably oversimplifying it from a uh, quote unquote film perspective, but just kind of just spitballing here, right? When you line up and and they're 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 with the way that they line up is you have six blockers. Sometimes you have, you have, you have six blockers, right? You have five linemen, the tight end, perhaps the running back. So right there, man, you have all the numbers right there at the line of scrimmage. Things are really compacted. So what's open to you on the outside is the receivers because everything is condensed inside. Everything's, you know, compact in the middle. The problem is, though, if he can't hit that guy on the outside because the, the guy on the outside is a small guy like Marquise Brown, Seth Roberts, whoever they put out there, if that guy isn't good enough to get open, and I'm not apt to make that throw comfortably, then we're going to have problems there. And we saw that, man, we saw the issues with Lamar Jackson at the Combine where he was having an issue throwing outside the numbers. That's still a thing. Now, when I watched him play at Louisville, he was dotting them down the middle of the field. And you, saw, you see this all the time with Mark Andrews. He's hitting them down the middle of the field. That's his strength. It's the outside part. Now, it's the chicken versus the egg thing. Is it the receivers being the problem for me, or is it that I can't throw outside? Which one is it? Well, guess what? We figured out at least half of that is no longer the in the equation no more. I got you guys on the outside. You got to figure this thing out. Now, if y'all remember Michael Vick, of course y'all do. Y'all in Philly. Y'all remember Michael Vick. Mike, oh, yeah, Mike can't throw. Mike likes to run. Mike got to Philly. What happened in Philly? So I've seen enough of Lamar Jackson as, as a college passer to know that he could probably handle it if he had maybe better help and maybe more opportunities like Will was saying. It's not enough chances. Like, he's not getting enough cracks at the ball, right? Because I, I put it this way, and I'm glad you mentioned Josh Allen and the Bills. Josh Allen, for everyone that said, oh, he's not an accurate passer, he's not a, he's not a good quarterback, he's always said about Josh Allen. I said it, y'all probably said it too, right? What happens now? You bring him up help with Stephon Diggs, he throws the ball more than anybody in the NFL. I mean, I think they were like the, the top team in passing attempts. All of a sudden, we think differently of Josh Allen now. Oh, Josh Allen can – I mean, you see Ace was saying he's better than Dak Prescott now, which is cap. But that's what goes on. If you make the actual attempt and the effort, you then remove the excuse. And I think that's what it is. Basically, what I'm saying is now, now that we understand, if you remove half of that problem or half of that thing, right, of you, we don't know if it's the quarterback or it's the help. Once you solve that one part of the equation, then now you can focus on what the problem is. Then you can determine if Lamar is a problem or not the problem. And like I was saying before, I, like I always tell this to my son, I say, if you make the excuse, you'll make the mistake. So if Baltimore would make the excuse of not helping Lamar Jackson, not getting him a receiver, you're going to make the mistake of making him have to be this running quarterback. That's all that he is. You'll never let him develop. Um, what, I, what I was also saying is that with a guy like Josh Allen, for example, with Josh Allen, we say, with Josh Allen, okay, Josh Allen can't throw. He can't pass. Well, Josh Allen didn't have much opportunities because now what they did was they brought him a real receiver that could help him out. Now Josh Allen leads the league in passing attempts, and all of a sudden we think he's better than Dak Prescott. 
which I think is cap. <laughs> but <laughs> but but you see my point, right? You see where it could actually work out. And we've all talked about this, even with like you know like Mike Vick, for example, the same thing of Mike can't run. You know, Mike. I'm sorry, Mike can run, but Mike can't throw. Well, you bought him to Philly in a good system, and now look at look at Mike Vick. Mike Vick can play quarterback now, and I, I've seen enough of Lamar Jackson at Louisville say, okay, if Lamar's given the opportunities in a system he can thrive in as a passer, he's gonna do fine. I'm not as bullish on it as Ace might be, but I do think it's possible. They just what Baltimore did was the 100% right thing to see about their quarterback. And that's what you have to do is see about your quarterback and see if you can take that next step by giving him the opportunity to do it. And another reason why they want to give him an opportunity to progress as a passer is because his contract is coming up. Bam. He's one of the next quarterbacks that's going to get paid. You want to see if he's able to make that jump to be a, a better passer than what he's shown with what he's had so far. Now you go out and you get him wide receiver. Now, now see, can... I don't think it's hard. See, and this is where this is where I struggle with Lamar. I mean, right, so let's look at the last couple of years. They've been number one. They've been like the first ranked team as far as rushing. Let's say, like you said, will they start giving him more opportunities and stuff like that off of play action and stuff like that? He should eat off of play action. He should. As successful as they are as running the ball, he should eat off of play action. You know what? Before then, you go into that, my question why is, don't they do, do that more often? I'm, I'm, saying, I'm sure they do. And that's my question to you. If he starts to eat off of play action, right, my question is, well, how good is he at throwing the ball when most teams are expecting to run? Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? Like it's not it's it's kinda I don't know. Maybe I'm just like LP said, maybe I'm just down on Lamar. But I you're just don't So you're basically saying that he's out there playing like pat and go. He's playing one on one. Right, right. You're just saying. Well, again, like I said, that's 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 the problem with him was the the throws outside the numbers. I I think he has enough opportunity to make the throws outside the numbers. It's just what am I throwing at? But I, I, I know what it's I know what you're saying. You're like, well, if everything is simplified, why can't you do it? Right. See, and, and my thing and um this right now this is a Cowboys podcast. Let's compare it to Dak. Dak can throw receivers open. When I watch the Ravens, it seems that Lamar can't throw his he has to they have to be open for him Wide to throw open. the ball, which is why when he's throwing outside the numbers, when he sees them open for that split second, he's late. You can't wait till a receiver gets open to throw the ball because then that gives the defense enough time to re- to uh, recoup and get back to the receivers. Like, you have to be able to throw receivers open. With Lamar, I just don't see it. I just don't understand. You know, I just don't see how he gets better at that aspect of the game because that takes more than, you know, you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. You're right. It, it's it's a major aspect of quarterback, and is is what they call the antici- anticipation of seeing the windows come open. I think, right. and this is uh, something that, that I talked about before because I think, uh, well, you know, uh, Steffi, uh, Steffi Smalls, because yeah. she mentioned it before too. She was talking about she was watching Lamar on tape, and she made an observation that she got killed for. But I saw the same thing where Lamar would drop back in the pocket, and his eye level would drop, meaning while he's on his drop back, his eyes go down at the rush. So he's already taking his eyes off the receivers, meaning right. he's not watching the routes develop. He's now Ex- like, okay, exactly. I'm in fast break mode. Exactly. And and that's why I feel like he can't get better at that because he's so elite. At, and I'm giving him props. He's elite at running the ball. But when you're expecting a rush, he he going to just revert back to what he's used to, which is running the ball. You, like And like you said, maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not the receivers. Maybe it's Lamar. Or vice versa, 
But if it's not the receivers, if you maybe if Lamar lets the route develop, then he can hit those dudes. Maybe Marquise is actually getting open. <laughs> maybe he's, you I've know, been said that, but, <laughs> but I got killed will. for it. I've been saying you got killed for it, but that's my point. I think, and and, and well, you know, I've been on this train since day one. I feel like he's overrated. I just feel like Lamar's overrated, <laughs> and we'll, we'll definitely get to see because he. I I don't want to I don't, don't want to box him in, but at the same time, he's got to show improvement. Right. He's got receivers, so there's no excuses. And I was trying to stay away from that phrase, but he he's got to put up. Or he's got to he's got to improve. It, it's just that simple. Because now right. you can't say, "Oh well, Lamar just doesn't have any outside weapons. He only got Marquise Brown, and right. he he don't get open." Come on, Marquise is one of the fastest wide receivers in the league. You can't sit up here and mm-hmm. tell me he don't get open. But you so know what's a weird parallel open, though? What? Um, and just and I, I hate to flip it back to Cowboys fans, man. But this is you know what it is, is that I do think because. Looking at Dak, right? Because Dak had an issue until Amari got there as well. It's like, oh, well, why can't Dak do this? Why can't Dak throw guys up? Because they, they said the same thing about Dak that's Prescott, true. man. The that's exact true. same thing. That's true. Why can't why can't throw guys open? Oh, why can't he get it done with Deontay Thompson and and Terrence Williams? I'm like Alan Hearns because that's not good enough. Well, let me like let me take let me. I like the parallel, but the one thing I'll say is is that. Marquise Brown is way better than Deontay Thompson. And nah, he is. he is. And Allen Hurts. Come on, man. Like, nah, well, the, the point that I wanted to kind of finish off of that was, it's like with Dallas, Dallas had to be almost forced into a corner to give this guy a legitimate guy that it was their guy. I mean, because Marquise yeah, Brown. They were, they're morons. Well, they were dumb, but so were Baltimore, right? And I think what's going to happen to Lamar Jackson, and you made a great point about the money, is that Dak had to fight for his money. Trust me. Trust me, we know about Lamar Jackson, and and I said this many times on Twitter, Lamar Jackson will have to fight for his money so much harder than Dak Prescott will, and I'll leave it to y'all. You already know why that is. You already know what that's about and how that's gonna play out. But he's gonna have to scrap for every single dollar because they're going to pick and prod and dissect. And yo, Ace, if you think he's overrated now, I understand what you're saying, but trust me, it's going to take off. And I mean, it's gonna take off out the off. It's going to the moon basically most because definitely. most definitely because it, you have legitimate questions about a quarterback wanting to get paid as a passer because you get paid to throw the football, honestly. Right. And and, and just to piggyback yeah. off that real quick, and which is even crazier that you mentioned that at least that you know when Dak had to fight for his money, only thing Dak really got really, and this is not a knock on Dak or whatever, is a rookie of the year award and a couple mm-hmm. of NFC. Ch- Lamar has an MVP, and you're completely right. He's going to have to fight and claw for his contract with an MVP, which is wild. But we all know what that reason is, like mm-hmm. you said. So, let me get to my losers. Side, <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go, ahead. go, go ahead. Get, get to your losers. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that too. Also, I forgot about. Oh, man. All right. I know. That's what. I, matter of fact, LP. <laughs> He was in the he was in the mode. I didn't want to jump in and like, hey, LP, you know you got the other loser, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all you, good. It's all good. Go ahead, okay. go ahead and spit your uh, losers. Okay, so I so I gave y'all the winner and the loser before. So yeah, I'll give you my my next winner and loser. My first winner is Joe Burrow. So or second winner is Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, just so y'all know, he was gonna win on draft day no matter what they did, whether it was. Right. Sewell or Chase. But now, I mean, for a quarterback, and this is the, we just talked about this with Dak, 
and Lamar and incubating quarterbacks for help off the jump. He's not going to be given Jamar Chase, who he's already comfortable with, T. Higgins, and on top of that, a bona fide, I mean, for fantasy, a bona fide slot god, a PPR, I mean, gobbler, I mean, a machine in the slot with Tyler Boyd. So he has all these outlets, plus, plus a healthy running back that read up in his contract with Joe Mixon. Like, it's Burrow's going to do just fine, man. If that's a value quarterback to look for, for me, and I'm glad I don't play fantasy with y'all because y'all some sharks, but I'm looking at Joe Burrow. So that's my that's my second winner. Um, my loser, keeping it AFC, was everybody's, like, fantasy pickup of the year. He was mine, at least. James Robinson. He's the loser, man. Um, <laughs> I yep. mean – Yo, wait, like, wait, 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 LP, before you, before you jump into that, did you see what Urban Meyer said about uh, Travis Etienne? Nah, what did he say? After he drafted him, he said he's, he's going to use Travis as a uh, third down passing back. That's a lie. He I know it is. I'm sitting there, and That's I, I was lie. waiting. I knew, once I found out who his loser was, I was waiting to see this. And I don't, I'm not trying oh to cut my. you off, because I definitely want you to No, man. yo. You, you... But it was just like. Come on, dog. How? Who are you kidding? Going out and throwing that line out there like is this is your attempt at coach speak? Like, bro, don't don't do me. Please, it's it's not coach speak. It's honest. But I mean, to to the fantasy community, that's like, oh, I mean, but you, you know what? I'm sorry. We have to just understand this too. From Jump Street, though, he was the guy where everyone warned before the draft, and I, I saw this before. People were like, beware of James Robinson in year two. Beware of James Robinson. Especially dynasty leagues, they were like, "Man, don't fall in love with that stock." And I saw it. Sell them. Sell. I mean, nah, they they bugging. Nah, they they tripping. Nah, they don't want to talk about. It. But I mean, you take a running back in the first round who's already well faceted, can catch the ball. As I mean, and let's be honest, Etienne does have big play potential. He has it. Now the durability, though, I don't know if he has it like James Robinson. So maybe that all shakes itself out. But I mean, that that's your bell cow right there was James Robinson. So uh, he's a loser, honestly. He he lost a lot. So if you have him in your league now, good luck with that. Try selling that stock. <laughs> That's going uh, way down like AMC, man. Yeah, I think I think Travis has the ability to be a three-down back. And like you said, that, that, uh, that game-breaking speed, that home run hitting speed, you need that on the field. You need that on the field, especially when you have a rookie coming in who he's comfortable with. Because uh, he had he's played with Trevor Lawrence before, you have you're pairing him with a guy he's used to using. Why would you not want him out exactly? There and that's why that's your rookie. That's that's exactly why it's cap. Like I, because you're then, not like, going to draft a running back that uh, has you know, like you said, is comfortable with your quarterback because they played on the same college team. You're not going to draft them together without playing a dude. Like come on, how bro. about this, Ace? How about this? You're not gonna take a running back in the first round just to use him as a. That was my next back. point. That was my come next on, point. Bro. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Who are you, you know how laughable that is. You spent a first round pick. You could have got anything uh, else. Fellas, you- fellas, we did that. We did that. <laughs> Sorry, we did that. Zeke is different. No, 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 no. no. I, I see. I say Zeke. I, I was talking about uh, Felix Jones. <laughs> talking oh. about Felix Jones. We did oh. that. But. But either way, they're still the same thing, though. You're going to play him. You're not going to just use him as a third down back. That's just goofy. You know, you know yeah. who he actually. You know who he reminds me of. Honestly, if I'm if I'm lying, if I'm capping, please tell me I am. 
But Etienne reminds me a lot of DeMarco Murray, man. Like, he, I, honestly, as far as the ability to, to make the big play, like, not, like, when DeMarco first got to Dallas, man, especially, like, those games against Miami in the preseason, like, yo, dude could take off. Dude could hit the long run. Yeah, you know, he can't. It wasn't the top end speed, though, but it was like he could hit the run. He could catch. He, mm-hmm. I, don't know if he, I don't know if Etienne can block like DeMarco can a little bit, but I'm like, yo, I kind of see where this guy might get his. What? It's fair shares, man, as a rookie. Because DeMarco wasn't supposed to be the guy off the jump either. I think he kind of took the role from somebody else. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the, the, it's, it's, yeah, Urban Meyer is doing some some wild stuff, man. But I do think Jacksonville will, will be good in a couple years. I will say that also. But that's a hefty investment, man. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't wrap my head around that one. Like, yeah. You, you, that quote you, is you, killing me, man. That's why I'm stuttering right now. That quote is killing me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to drop my losers, and then we're going to wrap this baby up. Uh, my first one is Kadarius Tony, oh, wide receiver out of Florida, who landed with the Giants. I don't like that landing spot. The Giants have too many pass catchers as it is. They signed Kenny Galladay in the offseason. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Slayton. Saquon's coming back. You have Evan Ingram, and then they signed John Ross in free agency, too. There's just Well, John Ross is not a pass catcher because he can't catch to save his life. <laughs> he can't help you. But he's he's on the squad, so he's in the way. I and even you, I if he you. even if you don't count Ross, you still have three other guys who are yeah. going to be the starting wide receivers. I don't see where he has a path to get in to be fantasy relevant this year. Maybe in dynasty formats you get him and you lock him in and then you worry about what he can do in year two or year three. But I've seen people say, Oh well you can he, you can use Tony as a gadget guy. Did anybody forget that Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator? How many times does he run gadget plays in, in a game? Gadget Maybe plays? No. Nah. I missed something. He's, he's I, lucky whitehead, basically. So it's Yeah, and he got like two, two jet sweeps a game, and that was it. <laughs> if that. So I don't like the landing spot. And then, you know, you have Daniel Jones as the quarterback. He's not he's not a great quarterback to begin with. He had uh he was 18% in a bad was it bad throws percentage last year 18% that was 11 worst of, um, among quarterbacks 31st in completion percentage was 62.5 we know what kind of quarterback daniel jones is i the, everybody's expecting him to take the kind of jump that he had that josh allen had when he got stefan diggs not i don't see it yeah. cuz kenny mm-hmm. galladay is not stefan diggs no so I, I just I just I feel for Tony. I think Slayton Shepard Slayton Shepard Galladay together is not Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Dang, that's cool. But you but it's true. So <laughs> it is what it is. But you know, I just don't like the, the spot for Kadarius Tony. And then my other one, this is a big L. This is an L for the Bears front office and Andy Dalton. I had Andy Dalton, the main L. But the reason why I say, you know, the front office looks bad because they came out and said after signing Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million deal, he's our starter. And then turned around and got Justin Fields in the draft. It's like, you know, Andy Dalton's not going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you came out and said that this guy is the starter. Like, I wouldn't have – I would have waited. Ain't nothing wrong with that, though. Look stupid. I, I – Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, things things change, man. Things well, change. yeah, and to be fair, the Bears didn't tell him how long he'd be starting. 
<laughs> they just told him when he that he would be starting. He like so, ah. Semantics. Yeah, dog, you'll be our starter for two weeks, but then we'll throw Justin Fields in for week three. So technically, they didn't lie. <laughs> technically, <laughs> you splitting, you splitting mad hair right now. Nah, man, man F dog. He did a little bit. Forget dog. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to lead us to the division. He couldn't get five wins. Man, we got to hear dog. Please, he, uh, Dalton is on his way out. If I'm if I'm Pace and I'm if I'm Matt Nagy, there's no way he makes it past week four. I you don't exactly. take a quarterback that early. Exactly. And the fact that Justin Fields even fell to them and they had to trade up not, to go get him, that say, tells they me they traded up nine spots. That's not but, just like he just fall to him. They yeah. trade they <laughs> they trade up nine spots to get him. Don't you're not going to be a starter past week three. Mm-mm. You're no, done. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give him week yeah. four. I'm gonna give him week four. A quarter of the season's gone. Well, week three, week four, it don't matter. He ain't gonna yeah. be the starter. So, so not for nothing, man. You know, you know what? They don't have a bad base. Though. They they drafted a running back too, right? So they have two running backs yeah. now. Two running backs. They man, honestly, watching them play only because I had Montgomery last year. They have adequate receivers. They have enough options at receiver that it's not that even Cole Kemet. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not. You just need a quarterback that can get them the ball. Exactly. And Justin uh, Fields can do that. Mitchell Trubisky was not the move. But those are my losers. That will wrap up this episode. LP, yes, thank you for coming on and doing the show with us. We really appreciate Yo, it. Yo, especially. Seriously, dog. Thank you. Yeah. Please. No, thank you for having me, man. This was, yeah, anytime, not, guys. Anytime. Any Oh, that's what I was about to say. Do not be a stranger because we will definitely have you on the show no matter what. You already um, know, guys. We definitely got to roast Mark too for not for bailing on this. Yeah, dog. Yeah, Mark got to catch hands. I had my rent. I had my rent planned specifically for him. <laughs> on site. But that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform, podcast platform you use. Listen to us. Remember, we're on Google. Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all that good stuff. So hit the subscribe button, share it with your friends, and show some love. That is it. Let's close it down, fellas. Thank you for listening. You guys be safe. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, too, at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.